The Video Nasty's Moments examine the films behind the scare by Christopher A. Brown. Using notes on the podcast and additional information from the media at the time, the Video Nasty's podcast host, Christopher Brown, publishes a book looking at all the 72 films on the Nasty's list and their impact on society. Read cuttings from the media scare stories, find out the stories behind the movie makers and delve further into the grimy world of the decade's greatest moral panic. Each of the films was covered in detail, along with trivia, reviews, expert opinion and a taste of the controversial scenes each contain. The Video Nasty's Moments is available in hardback, paperback, EPUB and Kindle. Go to videonastyspodcast.com forward slash book to get your copy now. And now our feature presentation. seen a video nasty i wouldn't i have far too much how, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, never seen one. i actually don't need to see visually what i know is in that film Hello and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. The films on the Video Nasties list are littered with stories of the characters behind them. Creative oddball geniuses such as Herschel Gordon Lewis. Sinister types obsessed with sleaze such as Bob Cress. And then there's another type. The people that go out there and make a film because they love films. Forrester Fear, better known as Toxic Zombies and Blood Eaters is a slightly confused, deliberately rather silly horror film, which was created by one man, Charles McCram. He got his mates involved, went into the woods and had a ball. He's a man whose story is one of many. Not just because he was one of the thousands who made a film out of their own sweat and determination, but also because it's a story that ends tragically. Blood eaters are out there. They are coming, hunting, searching out fresh prey. Without feeling, without mercy, they track their victims down. Nothing will prepare you for the horror of these butchers of the damned. Nothing will protect you from the terror of the blood eaters. See blood eaters, rated R. Illegal drug plantations are sprayed with the chemical Dromax by passing aeroplanes in an anti-drug initiative organised by corrupt government officials. Instead of killing the plants, the hippie growers of the crop are turned into flesh-eating zombie-like creatures, therefore creating far more problems than was initially planned. And so I respectfully repeat my request for a replacement vehicle to be used in connection with my official duties in this substation. Very truly yours. Think we'll get it this time, Mr. Cole? Not a chance, Lisa. Those guys in Washington don't even know we exist out here. Couldn't you get it fixed? That'd cost more than a new one. I'm told the cost of rubber bands and bailing wires has gone through the roof. Hello? Hey, little brother, how you doing? <laughs> That's what happens when you fool around. Right. 
Look, I'll pick you up around 8 o'clock tomorrow. We'll make it kind of a bachelor fishing trip, like old times. Nah, Polly won't mind. She doesn't care much for the great outdoors. Right. Okay, look, I'll see you tomorrow. Right, take care. Bye-bye. This just got delivered, Mr. Cole. I think it's from Washington. What the hell do you suppose this is all about? Attention, Cole. Due to reports of severe flooding, do not repeat, do not tour northwest sector prior to week of October 1. Confirm receipt by return telex. As a film, Forest of Fear is a deliberately cheesy effort. Filmed on coppers on 16mm film, it is not a pretty movie. It certainly seems to be designed to, to exactly what it is, a silly daft bit of fun. An ardent movie lover, McCran took evening film classes at New York University while working for a New York State Assemblyman in the late 1970s. This is according to Claude Scales, who knew McCran since they were both junior lawyers at the law firm LeBeouf, Lamb, Leiby and McRae in the early 70s. McCran directs, writes, stars, edits and produces this effort, almost certainly because he was the only person who could. But McCran wasn't some idiot with a camera, although he did like to give himself the plum role of Cole, who works for the government and has a very hot wife named Polly, played by Beverly Sharprio. He gets to scripts and directs himself tearing off her clothes and grabbing her all over at random times in the film. Is that where you and Jay are going tomorrow? Yeah. I guess it must be pretty cold there this time of the year. It's only bad when it rains. Hmm. I guess the bugs are pretty bad. There are a few mosquitoes this time of year. I think I want to go. Huh? You and Jay. Why? You know you wouldn't like it. How do you know? You scream every time you see a spider. I do not. Besides, I want to do something different. An adventure out in the wilderness. Take oh. wild. Look, we're really going to be roughing it out there. There's no heat. There's no electricity. There's no running water. It's okay. I went to camp when I was in the brownies. The brownies? And of course, there's no refrigerator. It's okay. There's no stove. It's no right. hair dryer. I don't care. Th there's no television. Well, I'll sacrifice. Look, honey, I really do want to go. I don't know, Polly. You know, you, you wouldn't like it. What's just... the big deal? You asked me to go before. Yeah, but that time I knew you wouldn't go. Thanks a lot. It's really nice to know I'm wanted. Wait a minute, honey. I didn't mean... Leave me alone. I don't want to go with you anyway. Yeah? <laughs> the makeup is decent enough for the budget and made by Craig Harris, who also worked on The Bogeyman, as well as working on the score for John Carpenter's The Thing and doing sound design for Braveheart and The Princess Bride. The film is also noticeable for having an appearance from John Amplis. Amplis is best known for his work with George A. Romero, 
His first work with Romero was the cult film Martin from 1977, in which he plays the title role. After that, he appeared in a number of other films directed by Romero, including Dawn of the Dead in 78, Night Rides in 81, Creepshow in 82, and Day of the Dead in 1985. The irony in this is that McCran totally wastes what was a great director in a bit role. That said, this film was made at the weekends. You can sort of guess what had more to do with constraints of time than anything more than that. <laughs> I think you've finally done it. By the look of your face, I'd say your liver finally gave out. I ain't never seen a sorrier-looking human being. Far gone, you stepping on broken glass. Must have gone back to whiskey. What are you doing? Charles Austin McCran was a Princeton University and Yale Law School grad who wanted to make a movie. By persuading his friends that it was a good idea, he managed to achieve a little notoriety and a little money too. The film was sold in seven territories, so McCran knew how to turn a profit. He didn't bother defending the movie in the UK when it was banned, preferring to use the notoriety to sell it elsewhere. He didn't make another film though. Instead, McCran went back to his day job. Marshall and McLean Company's financial services conglomerate. McCran was 55-year-old senior vice president, president at the financial services and insurance firm and was working in the offices between the 93rd and 100th floors of the North Tower of the, we- of the World Trade Center when he was killed on September 11th, 2001. Speaking to the Yale Daily News 10 years after his death, his daughter Maxine McCran said, My dad was the closest person in the world to me. I guess I would say I have a lot less eager now. I pretty much forgave anybody that I attributed his death to my own mind, but I miss him just as much. In an obituary in the New York Times, his wife Michelle said, Toxic zombies epitomise the sense of humour that even now makes makes Mrs. McCran uh, laugh out loud. She said, Charles McCran would surprise some, someone taken in by his straight appearance with a funny duck walk as he left the house. He would tease her relentlessly so that after an, an angry derelict spit at her, spat at her once, he said, you mean Uncle Spitty did that to you? He brought a cappuccino in bed every morning. He did his children's chores behind her back. He was a character, that's for sure, Mrs. McCran said. Shortly after his death, the McCrans planted a tree in Charles' memory at the family home in Pennsylvania. Good night, Jake. Keep an eye out for those bears. Tom, there really aren't any bears up there, are there? Nah. They got wiped out by the mountain lions years ago. Mountain lions? Relax. Man is the most dangerous predator in these parts. Or was it, uh, these parts? Tom? Somebody's out there. Mm-hmm. Tom? 
Thanks for the entertainment, Jay. I knew we could count on you. Just answering nature's call. You know what I mean. That's very clever. Do you remember anything else from Cub Scouts? Comedian. Just remember, he's only my half-brother. You know, I hope the presence of a grown-up won't hold you back. I mean, I do want you two to have fun. The thing about Toxic Zombies is it's not the worst film on the list. It certainly manages to entertain. There's nowhere near being in it's so bad it's good kind of way. Or indeed, so bad it's bad. Instead, we get a solid, silly film which is constantly showing off or sticking its tongue out of the camera. Perhaps McCrown wasn't able to get the audience to have quite as much fun as he obviously was having. But it's fairly obvious that you had a ball making this. And thanks to the DPP, the film has more of a longevity now than it probably would have had without their involvement. The November 1982 Monte video release is missing the epilogue about an FBI agent quitting his job, but all the violence is intact. It was added to the TPP list of video nasties in November 83 and stayed on the list throughout the panic, as I said, because it was never appealed. So it became one of the collectible DPP 39s. It's not been released since though, and that's a real shame. Thanks very much for listening. Um, just a little bit of feedback this week. This is from Robert Wick Wilkins. Mr. Brown, having enjoyed your Night Gallery podcast, I'm very glad to see and hear that you're currently producing these Video Nasties podcasts. Living in the States, I remember reading in Fangoria about the troubles the Brits were enduring back then. To think anyone could actually be ta- tried, sentenced in prison for selling something as innocuous as a horror film, simply unbelievable. Anyways, I've just finished listening to Joe Zamato and Nightmare on a Damaged Brain episodes. Really solid work. I'm very much looking forward to working my way through the rest of the list. Sincerely, Robert Wilkins. Well, cheers for that, Robert. Um, it's very kind of you to say. You'll probably be hearing this well down the line because you seem to be quite, you're quite early on according to that email and only received it this week. But that's great. And thanks, thank, thanks for being in touch. Um, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. And it's a, uh, it's a bit different from the Night Gallery podcast, but I suppose, you know, all kind of from a similar kind of time, I suppose. Well, it's 10 years different, isn't it? 
Okay, right. Um, if you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter at, at orange underscore monkey. Or you can go to my website, videonastiespodcast.com, in which you there are all the trailers, all the podcasts, bits and news articles and stuff like that. And also details of the book, The Video Nasties Moments, which is now available on Kindle, uh, EPUB, uh, hardback and paperback so you can get it in whatever format you wish as it stands at the moment it's available only in the links that are currently given to you it depends on what territory you're in you can, you can get it from the states if you're in the states but um we will have a um the, the get as, as the distribution improves i think you know it kind of gets picked up uh you'll be able to get it from things like amazon and and stuff like that as well until next week, when we're discussing the uh, the rather grim and grimy uh, slasher film, Don't Go in the House. Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually. What I know is in that film. Mountain lions. Relax. Man is the most dangerous predator in these parts.